Welcome to the Indirect Kick Podcast. Trying a new intro. Um, we have uh, I am the Highbury Hunk. Um, with me is the Premierless One, the a guy who has a lot of opinions about United States soccer, and that can't be. <laughs> it's 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 Greg's music. Uh, the Music Man himself is back. That's right. Yeah, I was very, he was in the studio bringing like hot hot heat. Sure, it's coming out soon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only am I going to release an album, but I will debut my new face tattoo. Right? <laughs> That's a good promotion. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you need no. to keep up with the SoundCloud game. You know, you don't have clout unless um, you know, you permanently marked your face. That is true. You dye your hair and everything. Yeah. Too. Um. Do you have you have a lot of songs about Xanax? What? Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, N- nothing but Zan. Okay, that's the name of the album. <laughs> actually, um, anyway, um, do I have quick kicks? I don't know. Oh, oh. Pulisic scored. Pulisic scored. Tom Way scored over the weekend. That's right. And I think he assisted too. Yeah, uh, he got an assist and a goal for Celtic. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All they have. Yeah, those Americans scoring yeah. always good. Um, we can get into some transfers. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's start with that. Um. So we kind of went through like there were a lot of the rumors. So I only jotted down like a couple that kind of jumped out at me. So I don't want to go through like all the ones. Like well, I want to talk to you about Pulisic, uh, Greg, and um, Iguain just to get your opinion on it. But sure, like, there's some transfers that are, like like the uh, Dijon deal and stuff that happened like last week. We already kind of talked about it. Um, uh, Michi Bachwai is uh, on loan to Crystal Palace. Um, which is a good move for Crystal Palace, I think. Also, couldn't Chelsea use him? Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that. Do you do you rate him? Of course. Okay. No, he's he's uh, he's definitely uh, has lots of talent. Apparently, what I didn't know is that Crystal Palace has a really good relationship with Chelsea, whatever the hell that means. Um, so, <laughs> okay. so, so because of their good standing, it made the transfer a lot easier for them to do. Okay, I I wish I knew why they bump elbows so well, but you know because obviously like Tottenham knocks on the door, they'd be like, you know, fuck off. But um, yeah, for whatever reason, they they have a good relationship. All right, um, I have a couple MLS related ones. One is most relevant to us. Uh, Lucho Acosta almost went to PSG. Almost, but it, didn't. It did not. Uh, was very distraught apparently, which I feel really bad for him. Um, this was a shock move. It kind of felt like uh, this is like last week. He was on the plane to Paris, or was landed in Paris, and the Henke was in Paris. Yeah, and I think it just was clear that DC United was, uh, wanted more money than they thought that they were going to get for him. So he's back in training in uh, in preseason. I think they're doing preseason in Florida right now. Yeah, they're in Florida. Yeah. And it was weird because I think Acosta was sort of supposed to be, this is going to sound crazy, as a Neymar replacement. Yeah, but I think they wanted to get a Neymar replacement on the like really cheap. Yeah, on the really cheap. Yeah. Just for, like, because Neymar's he's just out for, what, a few weeks yeah. now? Or he's been out for a few weeks, he'll be out for a few more weeks. And so they wanted somebody on the cheap to fill in as the Neymar replacement. And Acosta was their guy, but they couldn't come to an agreement. And so I'm happy a little bit because he's back with DC United. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so. that would have been. It kind of would have been a a bad loss for DC United. Well, it would have been a considerable amount of money, but so they could have bought someone. But it was. Um, it would have been a bad loss, but it was good for like the league. It would have been good for the league. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Pogba is coming to Atlanta United. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that is Florentine Pogba. Paul Pogba's older brother has been signed by Atlanta. I don't know the money. I just thought I would mention it. So that's funny. He has another brother too. There's yeah, a third. they're twins. I think. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So oh, I have... actually have a funny. Um, so <laughs> Juan Diego was like. The other Pogba looks just like Paul Pogba. <laughs> and I was like, they're brothers. they're brothers. I thought he was like making a joke, but he was like, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, the Pogba brothers, they're they're related. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I want to talk to you about. Uh, you made some deals. Um, yeah. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, let's talk about Iguain. Okay. How do you feel about Iguain? Well, um, at, I was really dismayed by his first game, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently they said he wasn't match fit. And I was like, wow, you just bought him, and he's he has, like, a bad back. Oh, he's, like, and, Like, that's 30. interesting. Yeah, he, 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 he is 30, but I'm just like, you knew he, he wasn't match fit, and you threw him in the game. What, what, what's, sad, what, what's bad about that is it's just sort of like a mismanagement issue. I know you want to use him as soon as possible, but... It's like, it seemed like a very desperate move to make him play. Mm-hmm. Granted, he, in against Huddersfield, he scored a goal and he's back at it. Two goals. Two goals, that's right. Uh, but um, I, he, he's a quality player and um, I, I, he, he's definitely an asset, even, even in old age. Um, he... That you know that that being said, you know it's it's a very short term kind of trade. So you don't think he's Morata with a bald spot? Oh no, not even Morata. It's so weird because Morata has like the potential to have like just have like such a high class, high level, but Morata literally just can't. He has a psychological problem. Yeah, I was just trying to. I just wanted to make that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, Higuain, he's he has a track record of scoring under Sari, so I think that Mm -hmm. is a big part of it too. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. And you know, he's he's hungry to play in the Premier League. He's never done before. He's still fresh and excited about it. So you know, it's not another like Prem dude who's like already been there. Like whatever, Chelsea time. You know, he he wants. He wants to make he wants to make some uh, an impact. So okay, um, good move. Um, still, uh, uh, hope his health problems don't get in the way of his motivation. Do you see him at Chelsea for a few years, or just is this kind of like just because you'd really need a striker right now, and maybe you have to get a replacement after you sell Hazard? Yeah, I think I, I see him in the next couple of years. Okay. Um, oh, Pulisic. That's right. Get your, wave your American flag. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, like, I, obviously I'm excited about it. I, I'm like, a little nervous. I mean, way less nervous than you are, Cruz, <laughs> because... The, well, I'm like, not nervous about it. I would say, I mean, I think it's great that he's playing in Premier League, and it's great that the Chelsea, obviously, a club like Chelsea obviously thinks he's worth the investment. They gave him what... Or they gave Dortmund what like seventy million dollars? Yeah, seventy or, million yeah. or something like, like that. Yeah, seventy two maybe. Yeah, so 
But just, you know, his form in, in Germany hasn't been great. He did score today, as we mentioned. But, you know, he's kind of been beat out for his spot for... Um, he just isn't playing. Yeah, it's with hard to uh, say Jaden Sancho, the, the, the best thing to come out of England. Um, so, but Chelsea kind of needs him because me and Brian kind of talked ourselves into this being a good deal for him because they do, especially if Hazard leaves, that's like another spot. And, you know, even um, Willian, if he goes, like, that's, he's, getting, he's not getting any younger. So Same with Petro. He's going to get his chance to prove himself, uh, you know, and that's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, you know, it, it's it's up in the air. I'm not like I'm not excited in the sense that's like, oh wow, he's gonna do great. Like we'll just have to see. But, I mean, it's a it's a long term investment, so yeah. I don't. You know, next year he's gonna get much playing time, but I think it's gonna be a lot of like, oh, they really like him in training, and then like maybe halfway through the season he's gonna start playing and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's gonna be our instant impact right away. You know, I'm hoping him and like Adoy stay, you know, and you know, Hudson Adoy. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, sort of develop a new, cultivate the, the newer talent. Because mm. it, that has been happening less. For an understandable, understandably, because this was like a championship team. Yeah. Like, well, it's like they have not really, I've, Chelsea's not really done well about like, um, Developing young talent, they. Yeah. I mean, they have. Uh, they brought back Loftus Cheek. He's actually been pretty well, done pretty well for you guys, but you know they have have uh, they have a habit of just like kind of really loaning out all their young players, and you know it brings in a lot of money, but it's not really the best for developing them. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all. Uh, that's all my thoughts on that. Okay. Um, We'll get in, we're gonna get into more Premier League talk later, but I think it's funny uh, you're missing in action after Chelsea lost to Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched the game together, by the way. We watched it at a bar together, so it, it was like he did. I know he saw it. Yeah, <laughs> and, oh, and yeah, all of you come it. back when they win five nothing. It's an interesting timing. But, oh yeah, yeah. Um... It's really good. It's a great timing. What do you think, Brian? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was so, I was so bitter. Like. You you guys kicked our ass that day. That's just uh, and uh, and then you know hard you know hard fought battle. I don't know if you want to talk about Man City or not. Oh, we'll get to it later. I have lots of speaking of ass kicking. Lots of things to say about that, but let's stay stateside. Let's talk about our country, our great country. Put your hand on your heart. Yeah. Um, um, Let's talk. Uh, with Greg, the Greg Berhalter era has begun. Um, Greg with three G's. Yeah, I'm gonna defer to. Yes, does he have three G's or one G or two G's? Three. I thought it was two. Well, G R. Oh, G-G. you're right. I'm oh, sorry. You're right. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, I thought you meant three G's. I thought you meant three end, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm Greg again. <laughs> no, instead of just Greg again. Um, keep up, guys. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, the first Peralta game against Panama was during the Royal Rumble. Ironically, it was in the same city or in the same metro. That's area. right. Yeah, everybody so was. I don't know if they set the wrestling. Yeah, I don't know because the attendance was terrible. All, but I don't know why they put it in a big football stadium anyway. Uh, and they apparently the tickets were super expensive. Good, good on you, U.S. Soccer Federation. Um, so I'm gonna defer to you. I watched the second half of the. Costa Rica game. Okay. So that's where I kind of come in and give my expertise. There you go. Um, I'm going to defer to you. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. All right. Let's All right. It. The first is, 
Do you like the way that Greg Berhalter plays soccer? Like, do you like his formations and his tactics? Yeah, definitely. Okay. What, what, what do you like about so, him? Okay, so Greg Berhalter, former coach of the Columbus Crew, now U.S. men's national team coach, our first official real men's national team coach since, I guess, 2017, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause Bruce After Arena they fired was, Klinsman. Yeah, because Bruce Arena was kind of like just a fixer-upper. Yeah, and I would say he's... Berhalter's the first guy who actually has a game plan mm-hmm. since te- theoretically Klinsman, even though at the last Klinsman didn't have a game plan hardly at all either. Right. So it was just a f- refreshing to see Greg Berhalter lay out a team with a strategy and then tactics. And the strategy, he was really into pressing. So that would be as soon as they lose the ball, mm-hmm. they're pushing. To get the ball back right away, as opposed to falling back and defending deep. Uh, so pressing was a big thing. He theoretically, if you look online, you'll find the U.S. men's national team roster or lineup in a four-three-three. That's four defenders, three midfielders, and three attackers. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't that at all. It was in defense. They had a four-four-two, so four midfielders, four defenders, and two guys up front. But with the ball, the uh, fourth defender would move into midfield, so you would leave with three at the back. So you had more people in the midfield trying to hold the ball and move the ball specifically to the wide areas. And cross the ball and score, theoretically. That was the game plan, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, it was nice to actually have, like, a tactical strategy mm-hmm. for the first time in a while. Also, Greg, you can minimize it. I just, we've had problems with recording because we were a very professional podcast. Oh, <laughs> but yes. I just wanted to make sure it was still recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my second question. Um, who I wrote down MVP, but I'm not going to say MVP. Who was the Who impressed you the most out of these first two games? Okay. All right, so so uh, to give context, sorry. Um, so this is not probably a lot of these players are probably not going to be on the Gold Cup squad cut this summer. Uh, a lot of uh, there are a lot of MLS guys, of course. Like it's still a European season in the middle of the European season, so it's just a lot easier to bring these guys in. And I'm sure some of them will be on the Gold Cup roster, but I think you're going to see a, a much different roster when it comes to the summer. So a lot of young guys, a lot of MLS guys uh, on the roster right now. Who impressed you the most? Uh, I would say the players that impressed me the most were, well, Greg Berhalter obviously impressed me the most as the coach, but as far as players go, I gotta say Michael Bradley. Okay. I know that's controversial. <laughs> Figure yeah. people don't always like Michael Bradley. He's been with the team for a long time. People still blame him for losing to uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Well, actually, um, I, I think... Um, I, oh, sorry. I didn't but... Know. I thought he played really well against Panama and showed that he still has a skill set that doesn't really exist mm-hmm. in any other player in the, the uh, roster. Another player who really impressed me, who I didn't know anything about until these two games, was Nick Lima. Mm-hmm. He started as the right back for the U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, these Both games, he played 90 minutes for both games he like i said played as a right back technically but he was the guy when in attack would move into the midfield and do sort of play alongside michael bradley 
in that defensive midfield defensive midfield position. And it's a similar thing that uh, Fernandinho did for Manchester City. I know the comparison. We'll get into that. <laughs> Comparisons <laughs> is dramatic, but it's a similar role. It's a similar strategy. And he did it in a way that he did this role in a way that I don't know if there's somebody else in the player pool that can do that, Mm -hmm. can play as the right back and as the central midfielder um, at the same time, basically. It's a hard thing to do. DeAndre Yedlin, the other right back, who would probably be the starter for the team, he's more of a traditional winger guy Mm -hmm. on the flanks. It's going to burn you with pace and then cross the ball into the center of the field. So it's not really his skill set to mm-hmm. sort of play midfield like that. So I think Nick Lima is probably the biggest winner as far as players go. Then maybe the center backs, Aaron Long, who was the captain for mm-hmm. both games, which was a surprise, considering Michael Bradley was the most experienced player by a long shot. And then Walker Zimmerman, they both played well. Uh, let's see, other winners. Those are probably the three biggest. And then maybe Sebastian Legette. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I think what I noticed from like the second half of the uh, Costa Rica game was um, some of the players that like kind of jumped out at me were mostly um, some of the people who had already had kind of caps already. So Legette, uh, Ariola, Bradley, those were the guys who was like, oh, it's like there's definitely a... Uh, a gap in experience with the players, and I mean that's not necessarily a criticism of those those younger players, but you, just, you could just kind of tell who were the more more experienced players, and you know people like Lima and like Zimmerman because he scored in the first game, right? Yeah, Walker Zimmerman got a head header in okay yeah. off the corner, I believe. Um, they, they they definitely had impressive moments, but I think you can kind of tell you could tell that like a lot of those guys are not going to necessarily be. It's going to take them time to get consistently into the player pool so the real the big thing that i liked about paul ariel who you mentioned mm-hmm. and sebastian Lachette is they DC were united so, <laughs> there you go paul ariel and sebastian Lachette is they were both able to dribble past guys mm-hmm. and especially in the first half of that costa rica game paul Ariola was the only player for the u.s who could really get by a defender Everybody else, they would try or they didn't have the moves, basically. But mm. Paul Ariola was the one who was able to do it. And then once Sebastian Lichette was put on the field in the second half, you know, had multiple guys who could beat a man with the ball, which was important. Yeah. And it, Sebastian Lichette got a goal and an assist. So he had a good day against Costa Rica. All right. I think that sums it up. So are you... Are you so you're pretty hopeful? Yeah, uh, for the future, I am. Like I said, I think the names we've talked about the most: Sebastian Lejet, Nick Lima. We'll we'll see again. There are friendlies in March mm-hmm. for here in the states, but against Ecuador and I want to say Chile. Yeah, that's not bad. Sure. That's not bad competition either. No, so I don't know if they'll two, necessarily play their A squad, but no. Well, and that's an important thing to remember is this was not the A squad right, for the right, United yeah. States, and it was not the A squad for Panama or mm-hmm. Costa Rica. And I will say Costa Rica was a much sterner test than Panama, mm-hmm. even though neither was that great. But for the young players that the states played, 
Nick Lima, Aaron Long, Sebastian Legette, Paul Ariola, Walker Zimmerman, all those names I think we'll be seeing in the future. Nice. Fairly soon. Um, I think we can, that sums it up. We're, 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 uh, we're good for the future, according to Brian. We're going to win the World Cup 2022. Uh. <laughs> 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 well, I think we can move on to the Premier League. And we're not going to talk about Arsenal first, so just before we get into that. I want to save the rumors. I want to get rid of the other stuff. I have a lot of things to say about it. I'm not trying to avoid the subject. Um, okay. We can talk about Chelsea first. Do you want to talk about how you're feeling about Chelsea? Oh, well, yeah, it was a good it was a good uh, game. Uh, definitely uh, coming off of a loss, you know, slipping out of fourth place. You know, Huddersfield, is, you know, they're one of the weakest teams in the league, but still, you know, every game is important. I mean, you well, know, like Liverpool... They are literally the weakest team in the league. Yeah, yeah, they're the <laughs> weakest team in the league. But, like... You know, you you have teams who should be on top, like Liverpool against West Ham, and they can't even get three points out of it. Right. You know, like every team, every game is important. So it's good. It's good to have a decisive victory and get the morale back. Um, you know, David Luiz, especially for some reason, he gets it. I understand the criticism, but he gets he gets some of the worst heat for the team. You know, they say that he's like playing subpar. Sometimes you know he's he's a great he's a great center back, but you know he gets a lot of heat. But he, he had a pretty good game. It's good to see Aguain, uh come in more a more comfortable game for him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, get two goals in. Uh, but yeah, n- n- not much to say other than that. Um, okay. You know, it's uh, I'm still I don't feel that comfortable because we have two teams right. Um, Right on our heels. Well, I did like weird, like Sterner, uh, Steiner math, like the uh, the other um, podcast episode, where I was like, it's like two te- three teams for like one spot. I was doing like weird math, so I think we could take Tottenham out of the equation for fourth, in the sense that like they're not fighting for fourth; they're like yeah. in the top three. Yeah, they got um, a seven point gap right. between. Chelsea. So it's it's three teams for one spot for the top four. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, Chelsea has that spot. They have a two-point lead over Manchester United um, and a three-point lead on Arsenal. But Man U is looking really solid. That is, yeah. that is what. That, I mean, to be to be fair, not, not throwing shade at Arsenal, but I'm I'm already afraid for, of, about Arsenal. But Man you, U is you're scarier not really right now. More shade than I will. At Arsenal. <laughs> okay, but but Man U is is more frightening to me right now because no, they're, I, li- they're literally just nonstop. Uh, they're just. It's like they're just. Playing players at the right places and letting them be themselves. It's like that was the problem. It's like they didn't have a dominating. Oh, did you guys see the Mourinho when he fell on the ice at like this Russian hockey game? No. Uh, there's a video. You could. It's like it's been everywhere. Just look it up on YouTube. There's like he like dropped a puck at like this Russian hockey game and like he was walking off the carpet and just like he just ate, ate it. Yeah, just ate it. Yeah. <laughs> that so, ha- that happens a lot. So post post like man you life not going great for Mourinho. And he just got like fined by the Spanish authorities for well, taxes. everyone gets fi- apparently nobody pays nobody, the taxes in yeah, Spain. Seriously. <laughs> so it, you know it's actually if you um there's a good Tifo video about Ronaldo going to Juventus. So much of that is just because he didn't want to pay like Spanish taxes. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it seems mm. bad that yeah. all these guys can just like avoid paying taxes. Yeah, for years and years and years. Right, and all their names are in the Panama Papers. I don't know if you remember those. Not too long ago. Uh, I, what, 
Yeah, I remember I just that. Know, like, I, like the, un- the underground money, money laundering. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, Messi's name came up. Ronaldo's right. name came up. All right. Let's get back to the Premier League yeah, yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> That's why you should watch the Tifo football video. They can explain it way better than I can. Um, anyway, we talked about Spurs. Um, um, what's going on? They were supposed to be in crisis. Well, they got Sun back. Yeah, but like they also are missing their other two top players. Like that, they so at least they lost one game. They've won all their games since Kane has been hurt. <laughs> this is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. They're a good team. Yeah, and I mean they're coming up in uh, they're coming up in big moments too. Yeah, they're yeah. getting a lot of their goals at the end of games. Uh, the true. goal against uh, who do they play? Um, <laughs> um, you looking at me like I'm gonna know? I'm trying to forget everything. Um, Newcastle. Newcastle. They uh, that goal wasn't until like the that's right the 87th minute, minute or right. something. Yeah. Um, Ugh. Oh, we didn't talk. That's what I said in the quick kicks. Uh, Qatar won the Asian Cup. Oh, that's they right. Did. Yeah. Um, they, they, that was, I was a surprise. A real football nation, Qatar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Xavi, he he predicted everything. Oh, he's paid by all of them. <laughs> he's paid. <laughs> he literally, yeah. That, Doesn't he a, play in yes, somewhere? Yes, yes. Is he playing Qatar or like Saudi Arabia? Too, I don't okay. Know. Anyway, um, we um. This is annoying. This is, like I like I said, I've taken them out of my like equation. I made up a fourth place. Like I'm not even thinking about Tottenham. I actually we have to put them in like the title race equation almost. Like they're um, yeah, they're yeah, five points out. Five points out. I mean, it's gonna take a minute. They're gonna jump Man City or Liverpool, whatever happens on tomorrow because Man City plays um, Everton tomorrow, and I'll probably be in first. But uh, plus Everton is not doing so hot, right? Um, so, but they're they're right there. They're uh, like basically on the outside looking in of the title race, like re- but like right on that borderline. Um, and they get they're gonna get came back next month, right? Of course, it's gonna be as I said, it's gonna be for the, he's gonna play in the Arsenal game. And people are like, is he gonna play? In the, he's gonna play in the Arsenal game. There's he'll no probably way. Cor- he'll probably score two. Probably that sounds like <laughs> something that he would do. Yeah, that sounds exactly like what would happen. Um, so yeah, um, I guess. Uh, did we talk about Manchester United? Manchester United still good. Yeah, it's still good. They won again. Yeah, um, undefeated under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Right, and um, they did have a kind of a slip up. They did tie. Uh, yeah, uh, well, they came back and tied. They were down two. They were down to nothing and tied the game. The that was like second. the first like tiny little blemish where they looked mm-hmm. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Then they won one nothing against um, Leicester City off a bad turnover, but a great pass by Pogba yeah. to uh, Marcus Rashford. Um, I guess it's a good Leicester City side. That's a good team. Yeah, they are. They're they're a team that you don't want to really play. Like their their results are um, they're eleventh in the league, but I don't feel like, feel like they it's not. If they're that. they're a hard out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess yeah, those teams are good. All right, let's talk about Arsenal, Man City. Who wants to go first? Hmm. Brian, you can go first. You look like you have things to say. <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> Arsenal defense, are they? If you had to rank defenses in the Premier League, where would you put Arsenal's? Like, Probably the top, I would top, put it in the bottom like three. Yeah, they're. they're I don't not know if the I can say this. I don't know the if worst. they're the top half. Yeah, they're definitely not in the top half. <laughs> I would honestly say bottom yeah. three. And the thing is, it's lucky because we're we have a lot of good attacking talent. Yeah, I guess my point, that makes up for I it. I guess my point being is like this is not an unsolvable problem for Arsenal. Like. We the problem is pretty clear. It's the defense. It's bad. 
Yeah. Um, Greg, why don't you say what you need to say so I can have... I need breathing room to talk mm. about how, how I'm going to talk. Go ahead. If you have anything you to You guys ask. scored a nice goal. Yeah, I mean, Laura Casani scores when he wants, of course. He scores when he wants. Okay. All right. I have the floor now? Yes. Okay. Right. So... Oh, you know what transfer we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about Dennis Flores. Um, so, we signed Dennis Flores from Barcelona on loan. Um, that's fine. I'm sure he's fine. I don't know much about him, to be honest with you. But he, I saw a, video, a YouTube video of him. He was like, he was dribbling around. And he kind of did that when he came in the game late. But I don't know why we even bothered signing him. Or, or I don't know. I don't really. I think he's supposed to be an Aaron Ramsey potential replacement. But we know that Aaron Ramsey is leaving in the summer. So we can just get the Aaron Ramsey replacement in the summer. We need defenders. Um, our defenders are. Well, our, everyone on our defense is hurt. So we're like. Or basically. Uh, oh. Put it on scrap. Lichsteiner is too old to play the way that Emery wants to play. He can't. He has no legs on him. He's too slow. Mustafi, like, he's never seen a pair of legs he didn't want to like crash into. Uh, he's terrible. I know you send that vi- thing, the tweet about yeah. Mustafi. Um, so for reference, it was just a long thread of videos, about fifteen seconds long. Right. Like literally thirty videos of just terrible defending. Yeah, by and you said a bit Mustafi. harsh. And you're like, it's not a bit harsh. And I'm gonna tell you, when Mustafi got hurt, I would never celebrate a player's injury. I would never do that. I'm being serious. I would never celebrate an injury. But when he like actually was taken off the field, I wasn't unhappy that he wasn't on the field. I don't want him to be hurt. I hope he's fine. But I don't want him to be in defensively playing for Arsenal. So yeah, things are bad. We play Huddersfield next. Because we established they suck. But, I mean, knowing Goss, it's probably going to be like a 2-3 th- three game. Like, we'll probably win 2-3-2. Two, two. Yeah, but we'll probably win win like 3-2. to two. It's not gonna, We're not going to win 5 nothing like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, uh, a lot of... An interesting thing, because the Super Bowl happened. Um, it did happen. It, the game sucked, but it did happen. Um, you, I know, Brian, we watched it together. You... It, it sucked. You could, you could say it. It did. It did. Um, what, this is off topic, but this really this game really brought out like a lot of like please let, uh, love my sport people. Like not just for soccer, but just like for hockey, like, hockey, even basketball. Course. There's a lot of basketball. There's like, ooh, this was a beauty. It's like, shut up. It's one bad Super Bowl. We've been blessed with great Super Bowls in our lifetime. It's not like the '80s. Like our parents had to watch terrible Super Bowls. We've had like one in like bad Super Bowl in like ten years. Anyway, the reason I really brought up the Super Bowl is because the owner of Arsenal owns the LA Rams, and a lot of Arsenal fans in England were well, mostly didn't care because it's American football. But also, if they did care, it was just to root against Dan Kroenke and the LA Rams. Um, <laughs> so it's 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 interesting. Like the the and I was listening to the AFTV podcast with like um, you guys know the AFTV with the um, Robbie and he, like all the Arsenal fans who yell at each other and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was listening to that podcast and he was like kind of reading reading the press of England versus of Dan Kroenke coverage in England, like London versus LA, and it's like. It's a completely different person. It's really, it's so, it's like, so with London, it's like, oh, like, where's the funds going? And then, like, they're saying, oh, we, we want to win the Champions League. But it's like, you have to get into Champions League. Do not win the Champions League. And we don't have any money. We only have money for loans. You listen to, like, LA, the coach on the other side like, oh, he brought LA glitz and glam of football back and all this. It's like, it's <laughs> like a bizarre. But, um, 
I have a question for you. I mean, we're all broke boys. We're like, we don't have any. I mean, Greg, Greg's big money here. He's the he's, he's big, big money. Yeah, big money. He's bugging rolling the podcast. But um, if you're a if you're a billionaire, and you own a sports team. Don't you want to win? It's not like I don't understand like why he's run, he runs Arsenal like it's like just some sort of business. Like it's like because his wife was like the daughter. Of Wal- he's running it like Walmart. Like oh, that's how we can make the most money. But it's like. What are you spending on this money if you're not even going to try to win? Like, I don't get it. It does. <laughs> and why do you own 10 fucking teams? Like, why do you own a lacrosse team? Sell your lacrosse team. You maybe have money to buy players for Arsenal. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, I get have anyone to have a football team, uh, uh, an NFL team, an NBA team, and like a hockey team. But why do you want a lacrosse team? How much money is that making you? Or sell Arsenal. You could make $20 billion. Probably not that much, but you make a lot. This is, Arsenal is one of the most... Uh, Rich teams in the world. And I know, like, necessarily January, we weren't going to buy, like, a Van Dyke or that type of player. But it doesn't. I don't think we're going to do anything in the summer. Because everyone's like, oh, wait till the summer. Wait till, we're not going to do anything in the summer. We never do anything. Huh. I mean, you have to, though, basically. But will we? Hmm. Well, that's a different question, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't answer that, can you? I don't know. You, you need... You need to basically like the defensive lineup you guys had of Licksteiner, Mustafi, Kashiani, and Montreal is just not good enough. Yeah, I, I said this in the last episode of the podcast. We the eleven guys, and if you're not including Ozil, because that's a whole other fucking thing. Um, um, those eleven guys are probably the best eleven that we can we have. If you put in whatever formation you want, those are probably the best eleven players we could play. And then when Bellerin gets hurt, and then in the FA Cup, um, Sarkaratis Sar- get hurt, it just it seemed like we were it's something we could have built off of that, and you just immediately it gets destroyed because of injuries. We've just been so unlucky, and I just you know we don't have any sort of defensive depth, uh, which is what Lichtsteiner was kind of supposed to be, but he is an old just man, not good enough basically <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I mean uh, he did a good job for Juventus for a lot of years, but yeah, but I'll he's. Look. But I mean, not it's hard busy. to say he's not over the hill because yeah. he's over the it's hill. Very, it's actually it's very easy to say that. You just <laughs> said it. <laughs> I did. Um, I will say I think the man of the match for Arsenal was a uh, was Leno. It's hard to say that. Um, I know it's hard to give a lot of praise for a goalkeeper who gave up three goals, but most of those goals, one of those goals shouldn't have counted. But I'm not like too mad about it because like it would it didn't matter. Anyway. I actually thought Guendouzi did a good job. No, I like Guendouzi. I'm. I'm a, I'm a big one. Do- what he does, what he can do as a 19 year old, is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this game could have been like another five one six one. Oh yeah, yeah. The score flattered Arsenal. I would it, say. Yeah, and, and uh, it's it's mostly because of Leno. Because a lot of those goals. So the first goal was was Wobie's fault because he just like gave away the ball because he wants to dance around. You remember you asked me a few episodes ago of how I feel about Wobie. Wobie has great moments, but he just does dumb shit like that. Um, the second goal was just like a completely def- defensive breakdown, probably mostly on Lichtsteiner because he just kind of crashed into the middle. Mm-hmm. But really, just on everyone, everyone just like it was a beautiful play, like team goal that Manchester City did. And then the second goal shouldn't count. The third goal shouldn't count it because it was a that handball. was a handball. Yeah, but it still, didn't matter. Still it wouldn't have carved them up. Yeah, pretty easily. Right. So Aguero got his hat trick. Yeah, I was. I really didn't want him to get his hat trick. <laughs> So yeah, so Arsenal, I think, I hate to say it, but I think they're going to be on the outside looking in here 
as far as Champions League by the end of the season. I agree with you, but I will say that, uh, to be positive, I've been pretty negative. Um, the schedule gets easier, and there's no sort of winnable game with Arsenal. We always find a way to struggle uh, in games, but you know, we play <laughs> Huddersfield. Uh, we have Manchester United. I think that's at home. And then uh, we have to go to Wembley. I think that game's going to be at Wembley for the North London Derby against Tottenham. Those are our two like last, like really like top six game, like tough top six, top, top six games. So that's a fortunate thing. So we have to. These games were like Huddersfield and Watford. We have to win. We have to win these games. Beat the easy, beat the bad teams. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and mm-hmm. then we'll worry about when it comes to Tottenham and Manchester. We'll worry about that when we get there. If I may make a prediction real quick. So we talked about this race for that fourth and final Champions League spot. And right now, Chelsea is there. But Manchester United is two points back and Arsenal three. I think the favorite, even though they aren't actually in fourth right now, might actually be Manchester United. I think they're the favorite. No, I actually right I now. agree with you. I, they seem almost they seem unstoppable. They if they would have had uh, Solskjaer at the beginning of the year, they'd probably be in the title. Or just anyone not named Jose Mourinho. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. Someone who just like, hey, Paul Pogba, you're Paul Pogba. Just, yeah, just go out and do it. Yeah, go go do it. Yeah, and, and he all, does. That's what he does. But like, <laughs> I'm not not convinced that Solskjaer does much more than that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I agree. I don't think he's he just like um, I don't know. Go. Go be you. <laughs> yeah, basically. And that's good enough most of the time. Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's a great coach. But, I mean, like, like it's great that they, they have, like, a former, like, he, he was just, like, literally in the team in Manchester United. Yeah. Like, he, winning, he can motivate them. winning Champions League. Yeah, and it, it's good that, I, it, I said it was, like, good that they had somebody who, like, has a love for the club. Like, a Ryan mm-hmm. Giggs type, especially Ross, who scored the like, winning goal for... Manchester United 1999 in the mm-hmm. Champions League and I, th- I thought like especially for like the caretaker manager it was going to be somebody who like a former person of the club who wants to bring Manchester United back to like glory um, and then maybe it'll, I'd, maybe they'll bring in some expensive manager from like Italy or whatever later but I, for right now I think this is probably the perfect perfect manager for the situation if, if by some if by some grace of whatever we can take points from Man City next week, we already did it earlier in the season. That's true. That's right. So we beat them. That would so. be huge for Chelsea and for Manchester City for the title race. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yep. Yep. I'll be I'm biting my fingernails. <laughs> um, if you want to take a like a jump around Europe real quick, sure. Um, so not looking too hot for our, for our fallen homie. Uh, we don't. I was gonna say we have a full episode. But it was never a full episode about Juan Diego, of course. Um, but uh, I'll let I'll let he, uh, drop points. They laid an egg they against had, Betis, right? Uh, in Spain, right? And lost one nothing. So they're six points back. Yeah. Um, which if they were in the Premier League, wouldn't be that big of a deal. Or no, it would be a big deal, but not. It would. It wouldn't be impossible, but. Barca do not look like they're gonna. I don't think. I don't know if they're gonna lose two more games. They drew though, so. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I think they're totally still in it. Okay. There's. I. I'm, there was a good I'm not saying they're out of it. I'm not being. One Diego's did. the most negative person. So I'm not saying they're out of it, but I'm just saying it's looking pretty. It's looking. The hill was getting a lot steeper. Well, the disappointing thing is, 
that they had a chance to make up ground and right. they ended up losing the ground. Right. So doesn't bode well. Mm-hmm. So and that's on, all I'll say about that. Also, in say in Spain, um, there's a El Clasico tomorrow in the cup for the semifinal for the uh, Copa del Rey. Um, Barcelona is definitely gonna win that game, right? Yeah. Although I don't think Messi's gonna start. I, they're gonna win the tie, though. That's my prediction. Okay, it's two legs, right? Yeah. Okay. Which is silly. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's make them play more games. Mm. <laughs> they don't play. They don't play enough. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I would. I would be. You know, Chelsea's in the League Cup final. But I mean, there's too much. I've never been that like hyped up about the League Cup. I don't think anybody's hyped up about the League Cup. You're only hyped up about the League Cup if you're like in the final. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But even then, I'm not even that. It's like okay, we play, we play Man City, and then we get to play them again. All right, let's see what happens. Um, Anything else in Europe we need to cover? I think Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich lost. Oh yeah, that's right. So, so they're tied was... with uh, in points uh, with. Uh, Eintr- oh, they lost to Eintracht Frankfurt, I believe. Right, and they're tied with uh, Muchen Gladbach and, and Fabian uh, Johnson's Muchen Gladbach. That's right, USA, USA. USA. Uh, Dortmund with a five point lead. Uh, PSG lost. PSG lost for they the lost, first time. Right, the first time in the league to Lyon. Yeah, they're still going to win the league. They're still going to like win the league. Hundred points. Um, and um, Monaco I hope they Don't uh, get really yeah, Thierry Henry yeah. Got the can Yeah um, And they brought back Their old coach And they brought back Their old coach I think we talked about this <laughs> Do we? Yeah I think we Kind of went into it um, yeah, Ronaldo scored two For Juventus uh, On the weekend right? At least one I okay. don't remember He's, two. He definitely scored He definitely uh, scored Juventus is going to win the. Uh, yeah they'll win Serie A For like the 15th Yeah time. Eighth time or whatever uh, it is. I think yeah. that's the whole top five. Right? Yeah, I think we've covered Europe yeah. there. Boom, boom. Don't you love Done. our great non Premier League analysis? Yeah, <laughs> really, really quick. Uh, Eredivisie. Uh huh. Okay. Well, wow. Robin Van Persie still has it. Oh, I thought, is he not playing in Turkey anymore? No, he's, he's for P- Oh, that's right, Feyenoord. And, and they beat Ajax six two. Oh, that's right. He is not young. You can like, uh, man, you, you can see he got old really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So Robin Van Persie, former Arsenal and Manchester United player, he's got like gray. He's like the silver fox look. Kind yeah, of now. like as soon as he left Arsenal, he just got like really old. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, so. um, also but, score one of the best World Cup goals ever. Yeah, that's a great goal. Yep, super van. Um, but yeah, still killing it. I mean, I it's just happy for me. It's uh, very hard to be competitive in the old age, but he certainly is. Just, there we go. The Tom Brady of the Dutch League. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I think that about sums it up. Um, uh-huh. We're on Facebook. Um, Instagram is uh, Instagram. Well, got indirect indirect kick pod. Uh, and uh, Greg, you want to plug your music? Yeah, I'm on SoundCloud. It's not GP Nova anymore. It is Grisha P Music. Okay. How do you spell that? G-R-I-S-H-A. I'll, I'll put a link in the description. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to go down like G as yeah. in game. <laughs> R as in... And you can uh, you can follow us on... I mean, you can listen to us on pretty much every podcast app. All right. See ya. See you. Later.